0: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.
1: What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey everybody! This is Car Stuff, and I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. I am Ben Bolin. I
0: am totally unqualified to give legal advice.
1: <laughs> it's a nice way to start. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that we should start a- everyone that way.
0: Well, I think there there are some things where we don't really run into that as much. Mm-hmm. But uh, just to make sure that no one confuses us with
1: a pair of car enthusiasts slash lawyers. Oh, legal geniuses! Legal geniuses. Yeah, that's yes. right. Definitely not. Definitely not, but uh, we we are going to talk about something that kind of uh, gets into the legal aspects here of uh, mm. of um, well it's it's automotive related, yeah, definitely. Um, but it also has to deal with guns. Yes, and it, this yeah. is well, you you were kind of wanting to talk about this one because, uh, you said, "Hey Scott, let's talk about cars and guns." In this one, I said, well, "What do you mean, cars and guns?" And you said, "Well, you know, how can you carry a car and a gun if you if you're licensed to and 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 carry car. one?" They said. What, what? I guess it depends on oh, the size sorry. of the oh, gun. Oh, sorry. I guess I was, uh, you know, I, I got it backwards there. That's fine. But, um, how can I carry a gun in a car? And I thought, well, that's an odd question, Ben. Why yeah. do you want to know that specifically? Because you said I like to carry my gad up on the, uh, up on the dash when I drive around town here in Atlanta. You got to let him know, Scott. I, <laughs> no, really. You were just, uh, <laughs> you're just curious about it, right? Yeah.
0: I, I am curious about it. And I think this is a subject that we can take a look at. For our listeners, edification as well, because for a lot of people outside of the United States, it seems very, very strange mm. that our laws in this country, and they do vary state by state, spoiler alert, uh, it seems very strange that these laws would be so permissive, uh, so welcoming to the idea. So we'll start off I, – I don't think it's the boring stuff. It's the very important stuff actually um, – since the the second amendment allows uh civilians to the right to bear arms um and i assume that someone has already made the joke about the arms of grizzly bears and black bears um nowadays though it is taken to mean uh more so firearms and large weapons like knives or not knives but you know swords offensive They're, they're called weapons for offensive purposes. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You need a special license, at least in Georgia, to carry a blade that is more than five
1: inches long and for offensive purposes. Five? I thought, now in some states, I think it may even be three. Wow. Which is pretty restrictive when you look at uh, most of the pocket knives that you'll find even under the glass case there at, uh, i don't know walmart sure or anywhere really right um a lot of them you know with hunting fishing purposes in mind are a little mm-hmm. bit bigger than that but um i didn't know that it was five inches. that's it's actually a pretty big knife but um <laughs> i don't yes. know, i got just got you scurrying there but the uh <laughs> no worries. I, I thought i i thought i remember in other states that it was uh was three inches but maybe maybe that's nationwide now that it is five uh, i'm sure someone will write in and tell us
0: yes yeah, somebody somebody should uh let us know here. We're going to keep this high level because again, we do
1: not give legal advice. Yeah. But, and that's not really the focus of today's show anyway. No. the size of a knife that you're carrying around.
0: Right. No, no, that's no. That's your no. own business. That, that's just some interesting thing.
1: <laughs> that's just, that's just a
0: little bit of a sidebar here. Okay. So in we're, I'm going to go with a lot of stuff about Georgia. Um, but again, with the caveat that this is one example of a very, a varying, uh, legislative push, you know. Understood. Um. All right. So, if you want to have a gun in Georgia, if you want to have a a handgun or a concealable firearm, uh, you need to have a you need to have a license to be able to carry it around outside of you know your home. Uh, your motor vehicle or your place of business, but the law already grants uh, the right to carry a gun or a firearm in your private motor vehicle as long as you pass a couple of, of rather easy things. Interestingly enough, uh, getting a firearm license mm-hmm. goes through the probate court, hmm. which is the same place where you get married, Really? Where you get a marriage license. Ah, that is Which interesting. Which is why in a lot of places, if you call the probate court looking for information about your firearm license or the girl you're absolutely in love with, you're going to hear something. It's like, welcome to the probate court. Dial one for marriage license. Dial two for a firearm license. No kidding. Yeah. So, Same
1: exact place. Uh huh. Interesting.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, um, I had seen that before. One of my friends got married, um, years back and told me that he was amazed. Uh, that there was – he went into the courthouse, Scott, and there was literally one window for <laughs> marriages, right? So you see these couples yeah. lined up getting their license. There's another window for firearms. Uh, so weddings to the right, guns to the left. And and people in the line for the weddings apparently were talking to each other sort of like, you know, honey, while we're here, <laughs> let's just – because I already paid for parking. Yeah, let's just uh, – <laughs> let's go ahead and get both
1: licenses while we're here.
0: So um, the – Ability to carry a gun is legislated. There is a like there is um sort of a investigative process that tries to keep firearms out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them. Sure. In, That's why it like, takes
1: yeah. a few days. Right.
0: Well, in Georgia specifically, they've got an instant background check system now. So the person selling you the firearm has to call our version of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the GBI, mm-hmm. Um Georgia Bureau of Investigation, gotcha. and they have to check and say, does this guy have a criminal history? Have they been uh, involuntarily hospitalized? Uh, so they have to they have to check that um, when they sell, I think, any
1: handgun. Now, so it's instant, not, uh, not a matter of days at this point, right?
0: Scott, that's a good question. I'm going to be honest with you. I've got the law here, uh, OCGA 20.4.7. Which is about the eligibility to purchase a handgun in Georgia, uh I'm not a hundred percent on the amount of time Mm -hmm. there. Okay, no problem. I would I would assume that it's just not gonna be instant just because that seems like a massive
1: What about for the people who want a gun now because they're mad? (laughs) Oh, those people. (laughs) They have a they have an express lane. Yeah, that's the that's the read that's the whole reason. You can only buy fifteen guns or less though. Yeah. So
0: um but now you'll Astute listeners will pick up on something, a little hint that Scott and I dropped yeah. about these laws. Uh, let's repeat again. You can have a gun in your home, your motor vehicle, place of business. Okay. So the the, the obvious
1: question, should I go ahead and point it out here?
0: Well, let me, should I read where you can't have a gun? <laughs> okay. Okay. That, Cause yeah, this will, this will set it you up. Go ahead and quick. do that then.
1: Okay. So you, um,
0: You can't have a gun, uh, whether it's a long gun or a handgun, in the following places, like in a government building, in a courthouse, in a jail, prison, in a religious place, like a place of worship, in a mental health facility, which is defined in a way that also means rehab. I think it's a great idea on both accounts. And you can't take it into a bar unless the owner lets people. Or Uh, school. Yes, or school. Or school. Thank you. Mm -hmm. How did I miss or school? I don't
1: know. That's all right. I'm just uh, chiming in when I can here with my valuable info. Nuclear
0: power facility. Oh, good. Is on the books. I'd say that's a good one. I sleep a little better at night. Here's a weird one. Now, I wonder about this one. Within 150 feet of a polling location. Hmm. Now, you know, the average gun defined as a working gun can shoot a lot farther than 150 feet. Yeah,
1: I think so. I I think think it's for
0: when people park their cars. Oh, that could be. So they can
1: leave it in the car. Sure. More so than, like, intimidating. Okay, so so now we're back to this. You've you've described where you cannot have one, right? And where, yep. Okay, so you can have it in the house, you Mm -hmm. have it in the car. Yep. You can have it in the place of business, and with the exceptions you just mentioned. Sure. How do you get it from the car, or the house to the car, or the car to the house?
0: Mm -hmm. That's a good
1: question. Because it's not legal to carry it between the two, right? Yeah, unless you have some, unless you have... A particular license, Right, Right, right. Okay, so, but there are some very particular rules about... What you have to do with that gun in between the house and the car. Yes. Or the car and the house. Yeah. So what's that?
0: Well, you can, it's, the law is kind of specific. Like if you have a, if you have a license to, if you have a valid pistol license to uh, conceal and carry, <clears throat> then you should be able to conceal it in your clothing, your handbag, your briefcase, or other closed container, but you have to also have it in a holster, or a hip grip, or some sort of other, uh, Pistol holding device. So you're not
1: just carrying it in your hand and swinging it around. Right. You're okay, not just gotcha.
0: walking around punctuating your version of zippity doo dah <laughs> with gunshots in the air. That's right. Understood. I Understood. think that's specifically in yeah. the law. But the the question of how people can how people can bridge this this sort of legislative loophole, this gap yeah. in the reasoning, has been ongoing. It has been a subject of some debate. One of the most controversial parts of this debate in Atlanta at least our own fair city uh is concerning public transportation have you heard about this no i have not okay i'm going to i'm going to read from a uh from a great website here about right to carry in georgia right. now ex- this says except for those with a valid license to carry it is a felony offense to carry a deadly weapon onto a publicly owned rail vehicle or bus now, the operative words there, without a valid license to carry, okay. without a pistol license, um, carrying it into a public building that houses the public transportation is OK if you have a license. So, again, if you have a license, you can walk to a MARTA station and you can hop on the train with it. OK. Now, a lot of people have a huge problem with that law. mm mm-hmm. um, in or in i'm quoting again in order to carry on to a commercial airline the firearm must be unloaded locked in a case inside your checked luggage separate from its ammunition and declared to the transportation company uh it's against federal law to carry a firearm past the metal detectors it's like just so you know if you're like don't worry i'm gonna leave it with my buddy in the terminal yeah yeah, right, not gonna fly okay but it's uh for for a lot of people you know Some of the most effective public transportation in the world is outside of the United States. And so for a city of Atlanta size to have a law on the books, which permits people to take guns onto public transportation, it seems very uh, ludicrous, very strange. Uh, However, people who support this legislation argue that crime rates have actually dropped as a result. Uh, Now, will this law stay on the books? That's up for debate, Scott. But I wanted to bring this up because you know I kind of look
1: up to you. You, you. No, I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate. I it. don't know why, but sure, well, I appreciate it, that. We. I mean, I don't know why you course. look up to me. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't know why you appreciate. <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. I meant the other. You know. But I wanted to ask you. No, know, this is just, just opinion right here. Okay. Um, what What do you think about the idea of having um handguns in? cars now before you answer let me say that just like the laws and in, in the gun laws here in georgia and a lot of the gun laws throughout the united states i'm sort of differentiating between uh like longer barrel uh rifles and and yeah. hunting
1: equipment we're talking about handguns
0: yeah we're talking about everything from dirty harry
1: yeah, on down yeah you're talking about just self-defense type uh, mm. guns i guess um I, I feel that if the person is licensed to carry that gun and they've gone through all the courses and the safety course, especially mm-hmm. the safety courses, mm-hmm. uh, if they're licensed to carry that, then you know, have at it anywhere, anywhere that it's allowed by law. Mm-hmm. Um, are you saying you, you want to know if uh, I agree with the, the public transportation?
0: Let's go to that. That was actually my Cause, next uh, question. Because
1: honestly, if they're licensed again, if they're licensed to carry that and they have taken the safety courses and they know how to operate, you know, how to mm-hmm. handle this gun. In a safe manner, because really, <laughs> I sound so cliche, ben, but the the uh, the most dangerous part of any gun, I think, and the safest part of any gun is the owner, the That's operator. That's a right? great point. And um, so, I think if if you're trained in you know all the safety courses and you've got mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 skill to handle this thing, um, and and the sense to keep it where it's concealed. Yeah, uh, so you're not flashing it around, you're not pulling it out to show people or to threaten right, people with it, right, of course, right. which all goes along with the licensing and the training because mm-hmm. you'll lose that quick, I mean that day. Um then yeah, I say let them carry it. Well,
0: here's an interesting bring up an interesting point here that I really appreciate I feel like we should say this to uh especially if there's someone listening who thinks this kind of thing is just ludicrous legislation, uh the effort to license Gun owners is really, uh, is, is actually pretty effective. A lot of the people who would commit violent crimes with a gun are not the type of people who would do the paperwork and the training no, necessary. There's no, there's
1: not much licensing going on there at all. That's uh, that's where the gun transfers hands via cash, mm-hmm. never registered or has the registration marks scratched off. Right, out. it might
0: be hot or have bodies on exactly, it. Exactly,
1: exactly. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a, a big differentiation there between mm-hmm. someone who's a licensed, um, you know, safe handler mm-hmm. who's got a concealment uh, license. And uh and someone else who just buys one on the street and, and mm-hmm. keeps it in the glove box just for safety, just in case.
0: And to go back, uh, you'll you'll hear a lot of people who vehemently oppose gun control, arguing about the constitutionality of it is, is what the buzzword they'll bring up mm-hmm. and the, the concept rather. And. This this idea basically goes back to the Second Amendment, and the reasons behind it, these people would argue, are that the average citizen needs to be able to, if worse comes to worse, oppose the tyranny of a government the same way that the U.S. historically did with England. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that is, like like most concepts of that nature, that's very high level, perfect storm scenario, like absolutely everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but the concern is that if this is taken off of the books, then the risk of uh, the, the ability to respond, uh, is too big of a, of an ability to lose. Um, personally, I know a lot of people who work in, uh, different professions where they do carry firearms and they're all licensed and they have them in their, on their person or in their vehicles often. And these people that I've seen with them are conducting themselves in a responsible manner. You know, I haven't ever played Russian roulette with one of these guys or, or
1: tossed the gun or whatever people play. Um, in fact, you probably, other than asking to see it, Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably have never showed it to you, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're very low key. Yeah, exactly. That's the way that's my experience, too, is that if somebody is licensed to carry a concealed weapon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they rare. You will rarely see that or even have any knowledge that it's there. I mean, you, you just won't know it's there.
0: And now let's go to a little bit of a devil's advocate side. The uh, people who are against someone possessing guns in their car. Will or firearms of any sort in their vehicle to make it general. Uh, will usually point out statistics that say things like, uh, most of the home injuries from gunfire are, uh, friendly fire, sadly mm-hmm. enough. Yeah. And, uh, they'll also point out that people's self control is notoriously unpredictable. Yeah. Um, you and I have talked about pet peeves and road rage. Oh. And I know there are incidences where someone who was legally licensed, like a state in the United States, had determined they were responsible enough to drive around with a gun, and in the most unfortunate way, they proved themselves incapable of that responsibility. Yeah, Yeah, that's terrible. So the question then is, is this a situation where we can keep this sort of law and expect drivers to be safe or even safer because originally people wanted this, you know, to protect themselves from a incredible change or tyranny in government. But nowadays, we also hear a lot of the support being uh, attributed to the ability to defend oneself against unlicensed people I, with guns.
1: You know, I just keep on this issue. I just keep going back to the licensing and the safety test and mm-hmm. safety courses that they take. Um, and, and i think that as long as you're properly trained mm-hmm. uh they and they judge you to be a uh relatively i don't know even keel person or however they determine that you know sure. this person should be licensed or this person should not i don't know how that all flushes out right uh, well but, usually
0: it's like violent crime in your past well yeah
1: something like that. that but i mean just i don't know i don't i don't understand if it's a uh and someone will have to step me straight in this but i don't know if there's like a a, a person that determines you know like we just can't license this person, but I don't think that's the case. I think as long as you pass their tests, you yeah, pass their tests. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as long as they as long as they pass it, I'm I'm still gonna stick to the side of yeah, let, let them do it.
0: See, I'm I'm a little bit worried. I'm on the fence because it makes me think. You, I mean, you know me outside of the show. I, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of personal liberty, and I think we're pretty lucky to live in a country that lets us pursue these kind of things. Mm-hmm. However, I. I also wonder, I, I hear people on both sides of this argument, uh, and I also have to wonder the people who are for gun control and against having guns in personal vehicles, in public transportation and stuff, are they correct when they say this is a case of one bad apple legitimately ruining the bunch? Like mm-hmm. is, is the threat of one unstable person in there, despite their licensing, is their threat, um, does it carry enough weight, really, that it justifies denying this
1: to other people? I say no. See, I'm I'm still not sure, man. Hey, one quick. So we're we can talk about this back. Yeah, before. yeah, you're, okay. right, you're right. So I want to talk about one thing. One thing that uh, a lot of people think of when they think of guns and cars. Okay, gun racks. Gun racks. Gun racks. Yes. How, dude. how okay. long? I mean, it's been a long, long time since I've seen a gun rack yeah and, well
0: you're you're acidified, Well, though, the, Scott. yeah
1: but the reason is because it's only apparently it's only allowed you know we talked about how they have to be concealed yes um, in, in the vehicle or to and from the vehicle rather mm-hmm. uh, where no one is allowed to see the gun coming from the vehicle or going into the vehicle. Um, it has to be completely concealed in a case a bag of some kind mm-hmm. or you know some other form of cover right? Um, well, there are some states, you know, that's most states that require you that, you know, when you're transporting, it has to be covered up. There are some states that uh, they don't have any uh, containment issue. I mean, you can, as long as it's, um, as long as it's, um, well, I mean, as some long as it's it, like some, unloaded. Well, some have it contained and unloaded. Others have no requirement that guns are stored in cases and they can be transported even in the front seat. Mm-hmm. They can be transported in the glove box. They can be transported anywhere. It could be in the it's trunk. Willy-nilly. Exactly, anywhere. Now, there are five states that still allow this, and they are North Dakota, South Carolina, Tennessee, South Dakota, Texas are the five. And, um, you know, if you think about it, I guess Texas would be built the one where I'd think, you know, he's mm-hmm. the rancher with the, the truck with the gun rack on the back. Sure. Um, but I know here in the South for a long, long time there were gun racks. Most definitely, um, and I mean that's in the north too. There were gun racks in the north for a while, but um, I guess most states now have outlawed that with these new concealment issues.
0: And in rural areas, to this day, you still see, uh, you know, you still see hunting trucks or something. Well, that have you gun may racks see, on. you may see a They're truck. They're not supposed with, to be doing. Well, it.
1: they may have the rack, but they, but you know, they can't have the guns in there, right? right? And see, that's the difference. In these five mm-hmm. states, you could have a gun in there,
0: which, which is so interesting because uh, you know I'm from Tennessee, so. Mm-hmm.
1: I uh I always kind of thought it was normal growing up. Yeah, well, I, I you know, I've seen it many, many times in my life and I don't remember where I saw it if it was Indiana or if it was, you know, Illinois or where it was sure. exactly, but or northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do remember seeing gun racks in cars before. I I know for sure I have. You know, farm country in Indiana. I I know I've seen that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, also it might be a necessity too because the in Indiana, I don't know if the coyote have gotten you know, that far. You know
1: what? Honestly, when we when we would go out, uh, would I had an uncle that had a farm, and yeah. it's been the summer there. When we go out chopping wood, he carried a, a weapon with him, uh specifically for that, for coyote attacks and things like that, mm-hmm. to protect us. And it was an honest, it was a legitimate reason. It was a, right. it was a real concern. You know, when they are back in the woods in the backside of the property, that you know there anything could happen.
0: Yeah, coyote run fast.
1: Uh, it does happen, yeah.
0: Um, so I guess one thing we've established here with, with this look at stuff, we hope you guys enjoyed it, right? Do you have
1: more? I'm done. No, You're no, done? no, I okay. don't have any more because, uh, I, I'm, I'm a little bit sketchy on the, on the exact rulings of some of this stuff. So, yeah. um, our, if our listeners have got anything they can clear up on it, you know, please mm-hmm. let us know.
0: Um, and also let us know what you think about these sorts of, these sorts of laws as they re, relate to vehicles. Um, do you think that these laws are going to change? So how do you think that they're going to stay the same? Uh, do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's a bad idea? Uh, you can tell us on Facebook. You can tell us on Twitter. You can uh, drop by our awesome blog. You can also uh, check up on any other auto-related Topics at our website, How Stuff Works, in case they forgot from the beginning. And uh, if you want to cut through the middleman, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can write us directly at
1: Car Stuff at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The How Stuff Works iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes.